Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, November 18th, 2019. Hope that you all are doing well. Hope that you guys had a phenomenal weekend. Listen, if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time out to listen. I ask that you go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. For those of you all that are returning, thank you for your continued support. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, which I can guarantee is going to be a banger. So stay tuned. But before we get started, I want to let you know that the Between the Dream podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a one-stop shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. With Fibersoul, you've got apparel that can always speak life. And right now, you can get 15% off of your first order using code TAYLOR15 at Fibersoul.com. Make sure you go to Fibersoul.com and check them out. Listen, I want to um, shift gears. So I've got one more episode for the 4th and 1 series for sure. But I'm not going to do that today. I'm actually going to save that for a podcast that'll be done at some point later on this week. I wanted to shift gears real quick um, after doing a video um, late last week and a few friends hitting me up over the weekend telling me like, yo, this needs to go into a podcast episode. So shout out to my boy, Justin Sims. Um, Actually, Justin's on the other side of the world right now, traveling, doing his thing, pouring into other people. And he hit me up and was like, hey, man, you need to talk about this. And then also shout out to my sister, Jordan Howard out of uh, the good old SoCal area, um, hitting me up today and was like, "Um, do you plan on talking about this at some point as a podcast? And I was like, yo, I'm actually doing it today. So no worries. And so I want to jump into this because I thought it was really interesting. So I saw the uproar from um, a bunch of people on social media as it pertained to the decision made by the uh, artist, the R&B artist, Summer Walker. So Summer Walker was very honest um, recently uh, just about having to cut her tour dates short and to take some time because she is overwhelmed with the dealings of social anxiety, which is something that she's been really open and honest about, I guess, throughout the career aspect as a whole. And so I was really surprised to see how people were coming sideways at her for this. You know, you got people who are commenting, talking about, if you know you dealt with this, why would you even pursue this career field in the first place? You got some people talking about how it seems disingenuous. One person I read a comment saying, well, you still like on your social media page, dancing and twerking and all of this. And you expect me to believe that you deal with social anxiety. And I'm like, well, that's not how mental health works, but whatever. We'll talk about that in a second. And so just a slew of comments and um, things that were put out by people who it kind of shows like our lack of understanding and our lack of empathy on the side of mental health. So I did like a little small six video set on my Instagram stories, just talking about like, Hey, look, like you might not understand it. You might not get it, but if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. Right? Like, and the reason why this is so important is because many times we can actually be adding um, fuel to the fire and not realizing it with our words. And so we got to be really careful, but I wanted to break down, uh, so much of this conversation piece because of the fact that we as a people, um, we lack two two very needed things. The first thing that we lack is empathy. Um, and the second thing that I believe that we lack is a willingness to empathize, right? Or a willingness to even understand at times. And so I want to be able to just dive into both of these conversation points today. So stay with me, man. Uh, first of all, shout out to Summer Walker and everybody who is in a position like her that goes through a mental health issue, that goes through some mental and emotional struggles. But even with that, you're at least trying. You're at least trying to um, battle it, to to 
to be better within it. But then also recognizing, yo, it's getting the best of me in this battle right now. And I just need to pull out for a minute. It's cool. Right. Like that is something that people don't do. And shout out to you all for your vulnerability in the moments and times where you do share that this is your struggle, that this is something that you do go through, um, because that's something that not many people do as well. So I got five points that I just want to throw out here and I'm going to be done with this conversation. The first is that having an understanding on how mental health works. I want to go back to some of the comments that I saw when it came to people talking about, well, if she was dealing with X, Y and Z, she wouldn't be doing X, Y and Z. And neither of the two have anything to do with each other. Right. Um, we've got to be very careful not to um, think that just because we see a person posts a certain thing on social media, that this automatically means that they're not dealing with, you know, something deeper here or there, right? One of the things that we've got to understand too, when it comes to social media, for example, is that it's an outlet. So a lot of times, you know, one of the things I really push a lot in my messaging on my speeches is talking about how a lot of times on social media, not everybody, but a lot of people post the best 10% of themselves. They post what they want you to see. You're not seeing the full 100. You're not seeing the other 90 that is the the imperfections that are the issues that they go through on the day to day. So, of course, you're going to have this um, idea that, oh, they're fine because this is what they post. No, actually, they're not fine because this is what they post. And so I think it's something to, to be said when we talk about being able to, to, to put our own like idea or twist on what we expect somebody's mental health issue to look like. Right. And if, they, if you need help, I'll give you an example. So if you've been following me for any length of time on social media, I posted about two months ago a picture with about 20 different celebrities from different areas of life that were really well known. And then at the top of that picture, it said, this is what depression looks like. And each one of these celebrities are now dead from suicide attempts, but they also dealt with depression. So you had people with the likes of Robin Williams. You had people with the likes of the likes of like Whitney Houston, Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade. Um, and, and I thought it was really interesting because it spoke in that picture to something that I had thought about when I saw some of the people asking the question on Summer Walker, where it's like, well, if you're if you're going through this, why even pursue it in the first place? Guys, you got to understand something. There's two things I really want to address here. The first is a question, actually, and that is just because a person deals with a mental health issue, does this mean that they don't pursue their dream? Does this mean that they live in a mundane space? I find it really amazing how we glorify the stories of overcoming that we see from people um, when it comes to their battles and all of the uphill things that they had to go through um, to, to get to where they are now. Right. And what we're not realizing is that while Summer Walker's situation isn't at that point yet, we're actually seeing a part of her process to getting there. And it's not just her. This is so much bigger than her. This is people in general around the world throughout our lives that we encounter on a day to day, whether we know or not. There are people that we see and that we don't even realize that they're struggling, but they are still pursuing what they're passionate about. She's not passionate about her anxiety that she deals with on the social side. She's passionate about music. She's a decent singer. Like she can actually blow. She got a hit with Drake that I love. Right. Like, she, you know, like she's talented enough on the vocal side to do this. OK, now, granted, yes, a lot of us pursue things and don't realize where it's going to take us sometimes when it comes to the dream. Right. But with that, she's starting to see it more and more now. And kudos to her and for people like her who who actually take that moment to be vulnerable and to, to take a step back to get the help. Like y'all getting your money back. You tripping on that though, like, oh, she's canceling tour dates. Like, no, I want to be entertained. Like, no, fam, we trying to make sure people stay alive right now. And that's what the bigger issue is for me with this whole thing is that we're so easy to pop off on 
um, what the person is doing and we're coming down on them in the moments of their vulnerability as they're expressing their their struggles with mental health and how it's really taking a load on them or a toll on them, excuse me. And then it's kind of like we're coming down, but then in that same breath, we're really showing our level of hypocrisy because many of the same people will be the first ones to sit up there and say some nonsense like, oh, I care about people and I want to see them do well. I want them to get the help that they need. Hello, this is it right here. Okay, yeah, don't look like how you expect it to, but guess what? What? The very thing that you said you wanted, boom, it's in your face. You're seeing it happen. And what are you doing in that time? Instead of trying to help and be uh, a, a, a person who can really help guide this conversation into a way of healing and, and restoration, yo, you just you jumped in with everybody else and you coming down on people like her. Individuals all throughout this space who struggle like this. And so I just want I, all I'm saying is, yo, keep the same energy on the side of wanting to see a person overcome and healed. Keep that same energy when they're going through the the grit of their process and you get a chance to witness it because of their celebrity and platform. Keep that same energy of like, yo, like, no, I want the best for you and not the nonsense that we got going on right now. But then this really spoke to me, too, because I was like, this is something that I think needs to be addressed. A lot of the people who were coming at Summer Walker for being vulnerable and bold enough to be honest about this and to take the time away. Look, some of y'all sitting at jobs right now that have worked you like a slave. And in that same breath, you ain't even been bold enough to tell your boss, like, I need to take a mental health day. You out here, like, killing yourself for a job that wouldn't do the same for you. But then you mad at somebody else for doing it. And you need to do the very same thing. Like, think about that. Did you stop working? Did you not pursue the career field that you were in because of these struggles? No, you did. And you got the struggles and you allowed them to go unaddressed. So all I'm saying, look, no judgment for me. But simply put, like, yo, the pot can't call the kettle black. Like, you need help, too. <laughs> and it's okay for you to go out and get the help that you need. Listen, my second point um, in all of this is uh, the whole idea, like I said, should she really have chosen uh, her dream knowing that social anxiety comes with it? Yes, Absolutely. Because here's the kick, like she didn't realize that it was going to take off the way that it did and it would put her where it did. And so now she's literally having just like a shark, like they say, sharks are born swimming. Yes, they are. And so with that being the case, like she's having to learn how to navigate this as it comes. Right. And that's not easy for any person. That's not easy for anybody who has to get in front of a stage. I saw her on the BET Awards last night accepting her award. And you see how, like, you know, socially awkward it was for her, you know, trying to create a, an acceptance speech. And even how she walked off, it was just real awkward for what many people would consider awkward, at least. And I thought it was interesting because I'm like, man, like, yo, like, you have to be able to learn somehow. And nine times out of ten, you don't learn sitting on the sideline. You learn being in the action. And so right now, this sister is doing just that. She's learning by being in action. And we got to be able to commend that because many of us don't even take the leap of faith in the dream for the simple fact that we too scared to be able to learn the action. Boom. That's it. I'm done with that point. My third point. Yo, I want to just take some time to address the people saying what they would have done if they were in this position. Um, when we talk about mental health, one of the things that I always try and, and guide people away from is this idea of comparison on how you would handle a mental health issue, whether it be depression, um, anxiety, uh, the suicidal thoughts, um, maybe even some of the disorders from an emotional standpoint. Um, it is very easy for us to say what we would do in the shoes of somebody else in a walk that we've never had to be a part of. And so I just I want to encourage you to chill. Seriously, I want to encourage you all to chill with the comparisons of what you would have done if you were in the position. 
Because the reality is, is that you are in the position. And for some of y'all in the position, you ain't done nothing. Like you were literally going through it in your own life and don't even realize it. Like you and, and, and nothing is being done. There's no resolve. So let's chill on the how I would have handled things. But then for some of y'all, like you don't even know what that position is like. It's very easy for us to talk a good game on what we would do or how we would handle a certain thing until that thing comes and smacks us in the face. And then all of a sudden, what happens? We're sitting there like hoping somebody sees us in our space of misery and hoping we can get the help that we need. Right. So let's chill on the comparisons of what we would have done in the position. And how about this? Let's focus on our position and make sure that we're doing everything that we can to foster a positive mental health environment for ourselves and our own personal spaces. My fourth point. Right. Um, we got to chill on misidentifying what mental health looks like and what it doesn't. Right. Like many times, like I said, we can look at the social aspect and think that, oh, this person has it all together. And that's not the case, right? Mental health does not work like that. It's not called outward mental health. It's not called physical health in this regard. It's called mental health for a reason because it's the health of the mind, which means that you're not always going to be able to see it. We know people can put on good fronts. Folks will literally high function themselves for the sake of not being exposed and not being realized, whatever the case might be. So let's be careful not to say, well, I think that this person is being disingenuous. And hear me when I say this, because you do have some people that use mental health as an excuse, right? And I'm not saying that everybody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. But what I am saying is that because we don't know, let's not always take the route of pessimism when it comes to somebody opening up about mental health. Let's not take the route of, oh, they just faking the funk. Like, yo, if that's the case, time will tell all, baby. Time will tell all. But let's not allow our every approach for every person that opens up to be one of pessimism. Let's try and be optimistic about the fact that, yo, this person is coming out. They say they won't help. And let's see how they respond to the help. Everything else will come to fruition the way that it's supposed to. If it's a lie, it'll be a lie. Boom. But even when it is a lie, do not allow this type of emotion and feeling to cause you to look at everybody else who is real about their mental health issues in the same regard. It's just like a romantic relationship. You don't want the person that you're with to look at you the same way that they're trashy, that they do their trashy ex who did them wrong. Right. No, because why? You're different. Right. And that's the same approach that we've got to be able to take with people in their mental health. Like we're not going to allow one bad apple to be the 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 poster child for everybody. And it gives us justified reason to be pessimistic towards somebody else's struggle. That's crazy. And my fifth and final point for you all, we all have to be mindful of our approach if we really want to see people do well and stay alive. And the reason why this point is so important is because one of the things that I noticed in our hypocrisy of the whole issue that took place with Summer Walker was that... Um, People complain right now in the space of her being vulnerable and being bold enough to say it. But let me just ask y'all this question for her or anybody else who's going through this situation or something similar. What happens if they decide to stay quiet and they're, they're struggling to this degree? What happens if they don't say anything at all, but they go out and they continue to perform for you? They go out and they continue to entertain you to make sure that you are good and they're not. And then God forbid one day they took their life. Then what? Then it's the, oh my God, I wish we would have known. Hello, this is your, I wish I would have known cry right now. So you've got to chill with how you approach this whole conversation when it comes to somebody being vulnerable. Because the reality is, is that 
right now when the cry is happening, people are speaking down and ill towards it. And then when it's too late, we want to be proactive. No, I'm sorry. We want to be reactive. No, take this time right now to be proactive in this approach. When we have people open up like this, when we have situations like this, take people serious. Keep the same energy when it comes to the conversation of mental health across the board. One of the things that I've been talking to, like each group that I've been at with the the last month long tour that I did um, up until like a week and a half ago was, yo, we, we got to keep the same energy for people on the side of mental health. And I use the example of how like Marvel was actually showing us how hypocritical we are, even though they did it in the stamp from a standpoint of story, like uh, from from a script. Uh, I was like, it's real life. And that was how like an Iron Man three, like everybody was so like, oh, my God, Tony Stark has PTSD. Like, I feel so bad for him. I want him to be better. He's an Avenger. He's a great leader. He's this, that and the third. And it, it sucks to see him like this having panic attacks, yada, yada, yada. Right. And then we fast forward to Avengers Endgame and then. Everybody made a joke out of the big Lebowski fat Thor. Right. And I get it from a movie standpoint. It was funny. But I'm like, if we could take a step back and actually see this from a different light. Yo, like this is how many of us treat real life individuals, not our fictional comic book characters now, but people on a day to day. We have a different level of energy for the mental health issues of some than we do for others. Right. We, we look at some people's problems and we laugh because it's more of an external issue that we can see. And it's funny to us. It's comical. And that shouldn't be the case. We've got to be able to keep the same love, the same enthusiasm, the same energy, the same fervor and the same type of understanding and empathy for one as we do for the other. Otherwise, we don't need to be in this battle and we need to take some time away to check ourselves and to check our motives and to make sure that we're real about what we say we want to see when it comes to the help, the healing and the wholeness of other people as they are constantly on a day-to-day battling and trying to overcome their mental health issues. That's my message for y'all today, man. Look, I'm done. Um, I appreciate you for listening. I know I might have ran it a little bit with this, but it's needed. We have to be able to have these conversations. We got to be able to talk about this stuff because if we don't, what tends to happen? The cycle will continue. We will continue to see the posts on social media about this person took their life here and this person took their life there. And we're sitting there. Oh, I wish there was something we could have done. We missed the warning signs, this, that, and the third. And the reality is, is that we are being reactive to a situation that we could have been proactive in, but we took the wrong approach. I'm working on a new project right now that is all about community-based approach to mental health. And um, I think that this is the fire starter for that project. Um, If we are who we say we are and we care the way that we say we do, there's some soul searching that we must do. There's some education that we must have when it comes to being able to identify and not put our own opinion onto something, but just really being a vessel that wants to help. I love you guys, man. Our mental health is no laughing matter. It's important for us to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, but also it's important for us to make sure that we as a community are loving on and taking care of one another. You're not losing in life, guys. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream.